Welcome back to the Bad Pipes Podcast. My name is Andrew Weaver. Today I am alone. Scott was sick. He's a he's a little sick guy. Took a little trip, came back sick. Real real sicko. Um so because he's not here, I figured I'd just do a little bit of a state of the podcast. Today's May 17th. I don't think I'm going to stick that in the title just because we are almost caught up with our backlog of episodes. Uh, I don't really plan on doing any like current event type stuff today. I'm just going to talk. I'm going to talk about aliens and alien. Um, But that'll be in a little bit. Uh, News, news. Uh, (laughs) Well, uh, the next podcast should be me and Scott. He should be better again next week. Uh, if he's not, <laughs> then I don't know. <laughs> uh, anyway, we should be reviewing the Revenge of the Sith and probably talking about, you know, little Star Wars rumors or whatever else is going on at the time. Shit's been crazy. I literally cannot even keep up with it. Um, yeah, I guess that's it. Let me just, I just want to talk about Alien and Aliens today. So I recently rewatched Aliens because I'd been playing Alien Fire Team Elite, which is a game that came out, I think, last year. Um, it's just like a horde shooter. Uh, but it wet my whistle. Made me, made me crave that game, brother. Yeah. Sorry, that movie. <laughs> Fuck. Um, so, Alien, of course, came out in 1979. It had that cold-ass tagline, In Space No One Can Hear You Scream, directed by Ridley Scott. Fantastic movie. Um, it's the one that everyone brings up whenever you bring up uh, strong female characters. <laughs> but then, Ridley Scott... His pal, James Cameron, came in to direct Aliens. Came out in 1986. Seven years between the two. Um, And I'd always heard that his idea for it was, you know, people for horror movies, half the thrill is like, oh, what's the monster going to be? And you kind of see that process unfold in Alien. And since we already knew it, he's like, well, there's no tension there for making a sequel. So what are we going to do for that? And Cameron was basically like, going big on action, baby. Whoa. Um, so, yeah. And I, I couldn't think of the tagline of the movie, so I actually went and looked it up. And I guess it was, this time there's more, this time it's war. There are some places in the universe you don't go alone. And I was like, man, that's perfect. It doesn't come across too campy. And I don't know. I just feel like it hits. I feel like it hits. So, is this a perfect horror sequel? Honestly, my opinion, yeah. Because you kind of feel like you went from one person struggling against like one monster and you don't really know how it works and everything about the thing seems to be like geared towards killing especially killing, like, one person who's on their own. Um, So then you get this movie where it's like, oh, let's bring in a bunch of just stone-cold badasses 
and you fucking immediately send them in a panic mode and uh man just it's so fun it's such a fun movie and the casting was just perfect uh this thing's absolutely star-studded you got sigourney weaver reprising her role as ripley you got michael bean i believe as hicks uh bill paxton hudson paul reiser's burke Jeanette Goldstein as Private Vasquez, who I didn't realize how many things she had been in. Her freaking IMDb page is huge. Uh, in the overlap here, I guess because of Ridley Scott and James Cameron being like pals and sending actors back and forth to each other, uh, Michael Bean, of course, is, uh, I think, Kyle Reese in the first Terminator. Uh him and Bill Paxton were both in Tombstone together, which is another great movie. Uh, Jeanette Goldstein, I think Bill Paxton, and then, uh, oh, shoot, what's his name? Anyway, they were also in uh, another movie called, I think, Near Dark? Yeah, so the two of them and uh, Lance Henriksen, who plays Bishop in this movie, The Synth, um, they were, I mean, dude, Lance Henriksen has been in, like, everything as well. It's crazy. Uh, Hard Target, Alien vs. Predator, uh, The Quick and the Dead. Um, (laughs) The dude's been in everything. He's in, he's in fucking Pumpkinhead, a movie who has arguably the same bad guy. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, this, this movie's crazy. Oh, Paul Reiser is Burke. He's the, he's the freaking doctor from Stranger Things that's like doing all that stuff. And then the, the little girl who plays Newt, Carrie Henn, I don't think she really went on to do a whole lot, but, uh... Yeah, I mean, even she, as a child actor, was, like, good. Like, a lot of people have complaints that, like, oh, kids are never good actors, but, like, she does the role well, you know? Um, She's a kid who's got trauma, and it just, it works, you know? And, like, the number of female characters in this that, like, they aren't written to be over-the-top, like, oh, I'm, I'm clearly upstaging everyone in this in this production, you know? You, you've got strong female characters that are being matched by strong male characters, and it just plays out so well for the story because you've got, like, Sigourney Weaver's Ripley, who is, like, portraying strength with vulnerability, you know? So she's been permanently damaged by the events of the first movie and that comes into play in this one uh she realizes you know like her experience the difficulty and the hardship that she went through in the first movie is what gives her the strength to do what she needs to do in this one uh you got michael bean who's like stoic but also compassionate You know, he's this guy who, (laughs) like, one of my favorite moments in this movie is when they're doing the 
the drop ship down to the i think it's a planet yeah i think it's a planet um he's <laughs> you get this moment of him like falling asleep while everyone else is like shit in their pants it's just like the dude is like stone cold uh grizzled veteran you know like he's just fucking cool man and he doesn't have to like put on a whole fucking song and dance to like make you believe he's cool he's just like that old school i like, don't say much pull the fucking shotgun out whenever the uh explosive tip rounds aren't allowed to be used like the dude's fucking cool drinking coffee and you got vasquez your introduction to her is like they come out of cryostasis or whatever it's called she immediately starts doing pull-ups and you're like damn okay all right and like that tells you everything you need to know that and the banter that's going on between all the different characters it it's just they do so much with so little like, by the time you get to the point where shit is popping off, you feel like you know every character. And that's such an essential thing for telling a good story. And at the end of the day, this is just like a balls-to-the-wall action movie, but it makes you feel for all of these characters. And it's just like, I don't know why that's so difficult to do in Hollywood now. I don't know. And then, I, I just... I really enjoy the movie. I love the movie. If you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. The Alien franchise has uh, is gone on for a while now. And I'm not going to say that every one of them has been fantastic. I think even if you go back, uh, Alien 3 is a real you like it or you don't kind of movie. Um, I can't say it's my favorite. <laughs> Uh, they made some very questionable decisions for Alien 3. I'll kind of leave it at that. Um, oh, man, and then Alien Alien Resurrection, I think, came out after that. And that was just dog shit. Unapologetically dog shit. Uh, and then what? Paul W.S. Anderson made Alien vs. Predator. And I feel like if you like paul ws anderson movies then you probably like alien vs predator and if you don't like his movies then you probably don't like it but he's a man of the people and you can at least say that there are some fun moments in that one i also did not know until recently how long of a legacy alien vs predator had um long line of video games that are all just basically alien vs predator Going back to, like, I think the late 80s, maybe early 90s, I, I just watched, a, a, like, an hour-long YouTube video about this, and I wish I could remember the name of the guy who made it because I can't even find it. I tried to find it before I started recording this. Um, long, long history. And then it's so funny to me that Paul W.S. Anderson, the guy who's like the video game movie guy, is the one who ends up making Alien vs. Predator, which is more a video game movie than an alien or a predator movie. Uh, it's just goofy. Goofy, goofy. 
but yeah, then you get the the kind of like cultural impact of this movie, which came out in well, Aliens came out in 1986, and uh, 1987 is the first time in like 40k where Tyranids get mentioned. Uh, they get one model in a I think in Rogue Trader or something like that. Um, but then the first big 40k Imperial Guard release was 1989, and just look at those models and try to tell me that they're not based in some part on the Colonial Marines and Aliens. Like, you can't. Um, and then like even Tyranids, which you can't look at them and tell me they're not based on the xenomorphs from alien and aliens. Uh, their first models, their first like wide release, I guess, not a single model in a single edition of something was 1993 and, uh, they got their first codex in 95. So that's an interesting time frame, I guess, for, for them. But yeah, so, uh, just want to talk about aliens, I guess, and let you know what was going on with the state of the pod. That's it. Um, if you want to ask any questions or if you wanted me to like watch a particular movie or something, uh, you can email me or at me on uh, Twitter. My email again is cryptidworksofficial at gmail.com. Uh, I believe the Twitter is cryptidworksyt. Let me find that real quick. Yeah. Cryptidworksyt on Twitter if you wanted me to I don't know if you wanted to (laughs) tweet at me or something um recorded this bad boy at home so (laughs) thanks me for (laughs) living at home (laughs) uh no music this time cause I'm just fucking chilling uh till next week love you Good night.